I can't believe that we saw each other yesterday and now we're talking today. And the best thing is I'm going to see you on Sunday, day after tomorrow again. So tell me how yesterday go. Yeah. You're going to see me Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, (laughs) Wednesday. We got a whole summer camp together this week or next week. Yesterday was great. Go ahead. The hosting, the facilitation that you all did for us because IBM's had this partnership for three years now with Adobe. We are completely rebuilding and reimagining our tech stack. And the tech stack is really just a catalyst then for reimagining our business processes and the way we approach marketing. We're at the stage now where we've implemented seven platforms. And if you look at them individually, you say, hey, Marketo's good. AM, good. Workfront, good. But if you think about them horizontally from the user perspective, do they collectively deliver an integrated, personalized, omni-channel, high-converting experience? And that was the workshop yesterday to say, no, the pieces are good, but they haven't come together yet to build the user experiences we want. User meaning both external users, potential customers, and for the IBM marketers. And so the workshop yesterday was to envision the next three years. Now that we've rebuilt our entire infrastructure, now that our data is flowing, now that the component parts work, let's imagine a new kind of user experience that takes us beyond our competitors and what's possible even today. It was really good. That's so cool. I mean, so so for for... For those that don't know, Ari, Ari was in the, the Ogilvy HQ yesterday with a broad team. And, and what was what what is so compelling about what you're saying is that that same idea of like expertise within particular silos of business um, is a consistent and the lack of orchestration horizontally to deliver outsized user experience that leads to greater impact. That's a theme that we as Ogilvy hear very, very consistently, which is like, yeah, it's great that our stack is now working, but how is our stack working to convert? How is our stack working to retain, um, engage, delight? So I, I I love that topic and I and I, I love the way that you are leaning into answering those questions and bringing a broad-based team to the table. I'm glad we're not alone. That gives me some comfort. We got the same feedback because Adobe was part of the session yesterday. They said something interesting. They said that it's a very normal stage of the development that IBM, given the size and complexity, is a handful. The compliment they paid us, which I really appreciated, is they've never seen a company, they said, work as fast and as effectively when you make a decision. The thing they've observed about us is you haven't made the decision about what that user experience is yet. When you Mm -hmm. make that decision, you have a superpower in this company with your technical skills and your process skills your consulting backgrounds, you're going to be able to move faster than almost anyone on this. But so much of the session ended up being, as much as we thought it would be about technology and data, it was things like design thinking, user experience, 
translating strategy to action. And even that, when you got into the, the data and the infrastructure were things like common standards, common planning processes. It turned out the more we got into it, the more comfortable we were with it. Platform's in pretty good shape. This is on us. What do we want to accomplish with it? Yeah, and I think what's really interesting about that is it almost goes back to one of your first loves, which is experimentation, right? Which is like, it's all great to have terrific ideas, but unless we can get those terrific ideas out into the world and we can test those ideas and we can learn from it and iterate on it, uh, so we know what to build back in at scale. Um, how do we know we're doing the right thing? Experimentation, as you know, is close to my heart. The other thing that's close to my heart that came up yesterday is simplification. Mm. And so much, this happens to me a lot in marketing. So tell me if this is also more universal than my experience. But we will get enamored of technologies that can do personalization or in the new world, think about all the conversations that are happening about AI and the possibilities, and they're enormous and they're exciting. And I love that part of the business. But what I find when we're in these workshops yesterday, and we're talking about our conversion rate for our trials is too low for the particular products that we're looking at. We're getting three or three and a half percent conversion from our trial experience. That's terrible. And we can't run an ROI positive business with three and a half percent conversion. You can get enamored of the technology and miss the point. Oh, what's the value? What's the message? Who's the audience? And as much power and energy as there is around what's the next technology and what's the breakthrough data idea, the very fundamentals of marketing kept coming back yesterday, which is, well, you know, if you had an audience and you gave them a consistent experience across your media, your web, your nurture streams, how much of the problem would that solve with the exact same platform, the exact same technology pre the next generation of AI? And the consensus in the room was most of the problem, right? Having a plan, being consistent, the basic building blocks of marketing. Yeah, that idea of simplification is is really an interesting one. And I think, you know, it it you are not alone, definitely not alone in that. Uh, simplification in terms of, you know, you were talking about technology. I also heard it even this morning on on strategy, which is like uh, we 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 sometimes have briefs come in and the feedback I was getting from one of our clients was like, oh my gosh, when that brief comes in, you interrogate it and you like, you take it from a strategy perspective and you look at it 360 view and it you're asking all these great questions and you're elevating the brief itself. And they're like, but sometimes we just need to go. Like sometimes we just need to simplify it down and go and sort of know that we're going to get 70, 80% of the way there, but we're going to, we're going to move faster. Um, and so that was like a piece of feedback around like also knowing the context of when is it time to simplify? Uh, when is it time to ask uh, other questions? Um, so that context matters. And I like the idea of marrying the simplification with the experimentation, which is at least my approach to this has always been start from a simple place with the basic building blocks, get that in market and iterate quickly on it. 
those bigger questions can translate into experiments that can be in market next week and the week after. So in a case like this, it was funny, McKinsey is doing some work with IBM. So you've got McKinsey consultants sharing their strategy point of view and maybe not deep expertise in marketing, but sharing their perspective of where the industry is going and functional capabilities. And they're laying out these big, for me, a little bit maybe generic ideas about media and marketing mix modeling and generative AI. And I came back and said, all those things are interesting to me. All those things are on the roadmap. What I have noticed in the work today in IBM, which is a pretty sophisticated company, that you know what matters more than all that? What message did you put into your media? What did you say? In a banner ad, we were saying it's 12 words. The difference between getting those 12 words right or wrong or experimenting with them, I was just taking the senior leadership of IBM through. It's 400% different. Right. I don't think you have a technology that would implement this afternoon. Let's say a technology that could implement the next 30 seconds that is going to get me 400% return. But I could write 12 new words in the next 30 seconds. Uh, how do you get people more excited about the beautiful aspects of the fundamentals? Yeah, I, 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 I love that. And I, and I, the, 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 I wonder too, like getting the fundamentals right. It's like sometimes I, there's this great graphic where, um, you know, it's like kind of an upstream downstream. So imagine a wave and you're kind of downstream and you're feeling the effects of the wave. But like what happens upstream of like feeling that wave? Like what's the movement that happens upstream? Um, and I and I and I think about it as like this idea of like going deeper into the insight that crafts the 12 words, right? Like what is it, what's that insight that you're driving off of that gives you that 400% return because you wrote the right words? And, and how do you mine that quickly? And how do you think about it quickly? And how do you sometimes test your way through it quickly? That is very much on my mind. I have a quick detour because whenever I talk about fundamentals, which I like to talk about a lot, I give a talk to my team about my theory of fundamentals because my basic formula has a lot to do with fundamentals and experimentation, fundamentals and experimentation. And I was sharing the story that I'm a Mets fan, a New York Mets fan. And so famous player from my childhood, Keith Hernandez, all-star first baseman, now announces for the Mets. And as an announcer for the Mets, he uses the expressions fundies all the time for fundamentals. He's abbreviated it. He talks about you got to have the fundies. Baseball is about fundies. And my wife hates it. If she's just walking through the room, she's not a sports fan to begin with, but she walks through and she hears fundies and it gives her the shivers. It's like a horrible <laughs> word, fundies. So my daughter and I particularly like to talk about fundies now just because it sometimes gets attention from my wife. <laughs> so with my team, I was describing the idea of fundies. And language aside, I do think, as I've been in the last month or two traveling the world and sitting with teams in Japan and India and Bucharest and Austin and Raleigh, this idea of fundies and the workshop yesterday, so much of it came down to the fundies. How do you get back to the fundamental building blocks and then ask the deeper questions? but not let them become a distraction 
from the process of starting, just getting started. And and Ari, break down for me how you would describe the fundies. Like, what do you think those fundamental building blocks are? In the workshop yesterday, we talked a lot about audience messaging experience. That was my articulation to the team. If we had consistent across our media, digital, nurture experiences to start with, we know our audience, we know our messaging, we know our experience, those elements would carry through. And so the website that I land on after the media ad would actually say the same thing. Yeah. Now, for a smaller company, that may not be an issue, but we're putting billions of impressions into market a year. I can tell you that it's probably more normal than not that there's some disconnect between the media and the landing experience, between the audience choice in nurture and the audience choice in media, or for the messaging that's on the web page. And that was my articulation yesterday uh, audience, message, experience. And the idea of consistency as the first level of building blocks, that if we got that right, almost everything else we want to do would be built on that foundation anyway. So what does it take to get that right? And part of that's data and automation, but a lot of that is process and planning. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I I I, I love that. It's it's I use slightly different words. Um, my fundies are the same. Um, you know, I think you're you're making the, the 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 because you've already solved creative idea you're like assuming that's been done but we would put you know the creative insight the creative um inspiration right that would be a fundy for for the ogilvy approach we would also have in there um the audience obviously but uh we would probably and you you mean this when you say messaging we the words we use here are content and context so so you know it's the right it's the right message to the right audience in the right context. Um, and, and that's, and then I've think of experience as, as that. And we just, just like IBM think about experience as physical, digital, and human uh, experience breaks down to like, what are those physical and digital touch points designed for a human? Uh, and when we think designed for a human, we're thinking about that full human including the behavioral aspects, the behavioral science, the fundamental makeups of our human needs, as well as just how easy is it to use? How easy are we as a brand to interact with? But those fundies create the platform that allows for the experimentation to happen um, and us to go from three, three and a half percent on the trial experience to double that. Yeah, let's try to triple it at least. You're a convert to fundies. That's good. It will upset my wife a little bit, but the world's a better place when we all. (laughs) I like your, I hadn't thought of it that way. Even yesterday when I was throwing this out, I didn't have some thoughtful white paper I had developed about audience message and experience. It was off the top of my head, but the content and context feels like an enrichment of that. And I do think the the breadth of experience because the question came up to me and I thought of you when one of the sellers asked me about the insights and the experiences you're creating in something as simple as media, like these social tiles, don't those have relevance for my face-to-face sales meeting at an event? 
And my reaction was, yeah, of course. But then on the other hand, as I thought about more, but I've not made that connection for you, have I? <laughs> Whether it's the insight from the messaging or it's the follow through from the audience or whatever it might be. I know you've thought about that a lot because you've talked to me about that for maybe since the first time we met about the the range of experiences and how connected they can be in the world today. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think about it like I use, I'm using a term right now called full funnel experience. So like, what's your experience the, when you watch TV commercial and you learn about a product or a service and then what's it like when you hit the website or what's it like when you see a banner ad or what's it like when you see a feed in your Instagram that talks about it? And then when you, when you, when you go into the store because you're interested in learning more, you're walking by and, you know, this happened to me the other day with, what's that car company whose name I can never remember, but they've, they've got, um, they're in Mercedes house. Uh, so I was walking by and I, I had seen their advertising on television and, and they make beautiful cars. And I, I walked in and I just looked around the showroom and then I kept kind of walking and like, what's that experience like? And, and how is it all connected? And how is what that salesperson who was telling me about the car, how is that building off of the journey and the content I've already been exposed to? Um, and then at some point, how are you collecting my data and providing me value exchange so you can follow up with me while I'm going through my own you know, conversion uh, process of becoming a customer? And then we're a customer. And then how do we keep that customer engaged? And how do, right? And like the systems thinking that goes through the experience, uh, the service blueprint, the service journey that we design that supports uh, that customer experience and all the other stakeholders that are that are in the brand that make that customer experience so compelling. So in your experience working the full funnel, experience how much of that do you think starts with platforms and data and technology and the kind of things in the workshop yesterday and how much of that is around culture and ways of working yeah i think that it's both um we we have a we have a a a, a large private company right now that we're working with um who has you know north of 40 billion in revenue and we are we are trying to help them orchestrate their full funnel experience from brand to demand um and when i looked at everything we were trying to do i realized that that one of the major rate limiting steps is the platform, the tech platform isn't there yet. And so like that tech platform is at a critical juncture. And in order to achieve the ambition of the brand, like that needs to be fixed. The other thing is that this is like a large company that has been in existence for a long time. And so like the change management that's required from a people and culture perspective to almost see themselves in a new light of what they do, right? They're sort of historically, they were known for this. Now they're doing something that's way more ambitious and way more future forward. But how does that people and culture catch up with that? How do they, how do they represent that 
in all of their interactions with with their uh, customers. I think those are the two biggest things you brought up, Ari. Right, and I and I know that from an IBM perspective, you're in a really good shape as it relates to your platform and data. But you've spent a lot of time on it as well uh, to get there. Um, so that's exciting. Yesterday was the culmination of that feeling like more to do always. But I walked away in your model more focused than I thought I would be on process and culture and behavior because the technology is mature enough, even in its imperfect form, to do amazing things, to build amazing experiences, to be omni-channel and to be personalized. But what are you going to say? Here we are, just the two of us, and talking. It's personalized. What do you have to say? And I feel that way as I meet with a lot of the marketing teams. Don't let the technology become an excuse. Don't let the ambition become a blocker to going back to those fundamentals of saying, you know, a lot of marketing. I think about the first podcast we did together about your trip to Greece and the ancient Greek wisdom. Uh, a lot of marketing hasn't changed, which is there's another person and you need to tell them something or they need to experience something. And that was true a few thousand years ago. And that was true when you walked into the car dealership. Yeah. And, and I, and, you know, I feel like one of the great things is that I have more appreciation for just how hard it is. Um, and, and also it's not a, it's not hard, I feel like, on an individual level, but it's hard, I feel like, to create at scale because there's like, you know, if we think about even IBM for a second, right? Like we've got Let's Create, and that's a big idea. And then it's like, okay, but now how does Let's Create manifest itself at this altitude and then at a lower altitude and then at a lower altitude and then at a lower altitude? And now within an altitude, within a product, within a specific industry. Right. Gotcha. And now you're like, no, within a product, within a specific industry, but only for medium sized enterprises that are based in Japan. Right. And you're like, okay, like, you know, and it's like both, we want to be connected to that broader narrative. We want to make sure we're not losing the insight that made that so compelling, but we also want to be highly empathetic to whatever that specific group is because that's what's going to lead to the triple or the quadruple in terms of more people engaging. Um, that's hard to do at scale. Um, and, and, and it requires people and culture and, and people working horizontally and not vertically. That's as good a description as I can, <laughs> your first question is how'd it go yesterday? That's how it went yesterday. That's what we realized yesterday. It's hard, but there's a path. It's That's horizontal right. and about the audience and experience and not vertical about the individual platforms. And we took a step yesterday. It was really good. I love it. I love it. Wow. Um, okay. So this was great. Uh, for all our listeners out there, Ari and I are going to be in Napa next week. We are flying out to this WPP conference called Stream. And uh, Ari, I'm thinking we might need to do like a, a in on the road episode. So 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 get ready. We need some something here. 
Uh, so we'll see if we can if we can get that done. And uh, any last words from from your end? I'm inspired by the idea. One, because it will be fun. Two, because we're going to be in the car for three hours anyway. <laughs> that we might as well. Awesome. Well, I will see you at the airport bright and early Sunday. I'll see you at JFK. Okay. Take care, my friend.